to the hills. From where will my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. God will not let your foot be moved. God who keeps you will not slumber. God who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. The Lord will keep your life the Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. So the older I get, the more I find meaning and message in the biblical Psalms. That's because they're honest about the highs and lows of life and the emotions that we all feel along the way. Real human emotions like fear and anger, loss and joy, peace and loneliness. And one of my all-time favorites is Psalm 121. It is included in a group of 14 psalms titled the Psalms of Ascent. They have been part of the Judeo-Christian faith for over two millennia. So what makes this group different than all the rest? Well, first, they are much shorter than the other psalms. And second, they are uniquely folksy. They are religious folk songs sung by Jewish pilgrims as they traveled up to Jerusalem for the great feasts. But also, metaphorically, the Psalms of Ascent are about the journey of life, your life and mine, with a central message that God is not waiting in the temple or the church for us to arrive. Rather, God is journeying along with us every step of the way, and we are never alone. So come along with me now as I consider this old beauty line by line. I lift up my eyes to the hills from where will my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Whenever I read those two lines, I have a flashback to an incident that happened several years ago on a church family ski trip. After finishing our camp-style dinner with the group, my student minister and I headed out into the cold to some night skiing. There was only an hour left before the slopes closed. So we decided to get our money's worth by rocketing up and down the hills as many times as we could. At the end of the evening, about five minutes to nine, we arrived at the lift, and there were no other skiers in line. As soon as the guy saw us, the lift operator, he said, sorry guys, we're closing. At which point we pointed to our watches and said, but wait, it's not quite nine yet. Okay, he said, but one last one and that's it. So we sat down next to each other and we began our journey of ascent, our lonely journey of ascent sitting in the middle of a mile-long string of empty chairs. And that's when it happened. Midway up the hill, out of sight in a narrow dark valley of pine trees, the lift suddenly stopped. No big deal. Someone must have fallen off when they got off the chair. It happens all the time, right? 30 minutes later, we were still hanging up there. 
at which point we feared the worst. What if they had shut down the lifts for the night? And that's when we saw him. A boy around 12 years old was making his last run down the hill. So we yelled out, hey kid, we need your help. The boy skidded to a stop below us, and we looked down at him and we said, we think they closed down the lift and we're stuck up here. At which point the kid looks up at us and says, cool. And then he skied off never to be seen again. 30 minutes later, we were still hanging up there. And this suddenly, all the lights went out on the hill. That's when I looked over at my student minister and asked, tell me, does this ring a bell? I lift up my eyes to the hills from where will my help come? Well, as frightened as we were, we both laughed. And then having nothing else to do, we both recited those ancient words together. I lift up my eyes to the hills, from where will my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. And in that instant, we were able to wait with hope and calm until our families noticed we were gone, and some guy on a snowmobile with a big flashlight found us hanging up there. Which brings us to the next line. God will not let your foot be moved. That's the psalmist's way of saying, even when we feel like our life is hanging by a thread, even then we will experience a mystical kind of grounding. That regardless of what is happening in our lives, the footing of our soul will not be moved. This grounding is actually all over the New Testament. We stand in grace, Romans 5. We stand in faith, 2 Corinthians. We stand in strength and courage, 1 Corinthians We stand in liberty, Galatians 5. We stand in unity, Philippians 1. And finally, we stand in the will of God, Colossians 4. We stand firm regardless of what is happening in our lives, and we shall not be moved. So let's move on to verses 4 and 5. The God who keeps you will not slumber. The God who keeps you shall neither slumber nor sleep. To put it another way, as we travel through life singing this folksy little psalm, God, our keeper, will never fall asleep at the wheel. I am reminded of my childhood vacations, how instead of flying on an airplane, my parents stuffed us all into a wood panel station wagon and drove all the way to Florida. Back then, there were no little TVs embedded in the headrests. Rather, our only form of entertainment on our journey was singing these folksy little songs like Old MacDonald or B-I-N-G-O or the wheels on the bus go round and round. I'll never forget those vacations. Looking out the window at the slowly changing landscape with its increasingly warmer weather, I'll never forget watching swamp maples morph into palm trees and New England accents into southern drawls and hash browns into grits. And my favorite, what I cherish the most about those trips, those long drives in the back seat of the car late at night. My mother would always bring pillows and blankets so my sisters and I could fall asleep. And remarkably, we always did. With signs and trucks whizzing by in the dark, we had no idea where we were, but it didn't matter because we trusted our parents would never fall asleep 
at the wheel. Years ago, the late Charles Schultz drew a sweet little peanut strip that reminded me of those trips. Charlie Brown was sitting under a tree talking to Peppermint Patty, and she asked him, what do you think security is, Chuck? Charlie Brown answered, security is sleeping in the back seat of the car when you're a little kid. You've been somewhere with your parents, and it's night, and you're riding home in the car asleep, and you don't have to worry about anything. Your parents are in the front seat. They do all the worrying for you. They take care of everything. Peppermint Patty responds, well, that's real neat, Chuck. At which point, Charlie Brown says, but it doesn't last. Suddenly, you're all grown up, and it can never be that way again. Suddenly, it's all over, and you can never get to sleep in the back seat again. Never, Peppermint Patty asks. Never, Charlie Brown answers. Absolutely never. To which she replies, hold my hand, Chuck. Hold my hand. Technically, Charlie Brown got it right. We all grow up and outgrow the security of sleeping in the back seat. But let me suggest to you this morning that Peppermint Patty got it right as well. Hold my hand. Psalm 121 is about that one who will never fall asleep at the wheel, about a cosmic parent who mystically holds our hand, who keeps close to us like a parent does a child. Hence verses 5, 6, and 7. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. It is a beautiful image. God, our keeper, walks ahead of us, and God is so close to us that her shadow protects us. In Israel's case, God protects them from the brutal Mideastern sun. And in our case, as we stand firmly in faith and hope, we are protected from evil people who try to burn us. Okay, so what about the moon? Why would God protect us from the moon by night? I had no idea. So I looked it up. The biblical scholars say protection from the moon has to do with our superstitions and fears that we all entertain on occasion. Those irrational, self-defeating, moonstruck thoughts, those fears and worries in the middle of the night around 3 a.m. when we experience what is called the hour of the wolf. I invite you to try it. The next time you wake up and are feeling a bit moonstruck and you can't get back to sleep, try reading Psalm 121. The Lord is my shade. The Lord will keep me from all evil. The Lord will keep my life. Believe me, it works better than melatonin. And finally, this, the last line, which kind of pulls it all together. The Lord will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Now, maybe you notice this. How many times that word keep appears in this short little psalm? Six times. He who keeps you will not slumber. 
He who keeps you will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord will keep you from all people. The Lord will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Translation, in God's eyes, we are all keepers. In life and in death, God will never abandon us. One last thought about this old beauty. I submit to you this morning that this psalm is not so much about religion as it is about spirituality. We all know religion, with all of its human dogma and demands, can easily divide people and nations and countries. Just look at our world today. Spirituality is different. Spirituality is very different. Because the essence of spirituality is connectedness. Connection with other people. Hold my hand, Chuck. And connection with God. That one who holds our hand in our going out and our coming in from this time forth and forevermore. That one who holds our hand even when we're alone. Thank you.